Hey everybody, I can't say good morning, even though maybe I should for people who are just waking up. That's very nice. I'm about to go to sleep very soon. We're here in uh, Sofia, Bulgaria. Uh, we had a great long day, actually. We started off with uh, three hours talking about practical ways to <clears throat> ground our mysticism uh, with exercises that um, allow us to see the mystical in the here and now and then we had two hours of a workshop on different kind of meditations from kundalini meditation to japanese walking meditation to open eyes meditation to um, guided meditations and then i had to do a few readings and now i'm here at eight o'clock so hope you are gonna have a great day if you're in the west coast that you're having a great day if you're in the east coast and if in europe it may be that you have a great evening uh, whenever you're going to hear it or see it or both. So thanks for bearing with me. A few announcements, uh, first of all. Um, next week is the 18th. And remember, we always talked about how here in um, on our Sunday's Cosmic Navigator show, uh, we have these synchronicities, coincidences. Today I had this thought when I was walking in the street of Sophia, the goddess of wisdom, that synchronicities are really unplanned magic. You know, you can plan your magic, you can make rituals, uh, rituals for the moon, rituals for the sun. You can do yoga, which is very active and it's an active magical uh, process. But synchronicities are magical things that happen to you without planning. For example, I was thinking about it today because we we're talking about uh, meditation, which in Kabbalah is associated with the chariot, also in Hindu tradition. Of course, the charioteer, Krishna teaching Arjuna all that is uh, to learn how not to be attached to the outcome and to be focused more on the actions and so forth. In Kabbalah, we're talking about Maaseh Melkava, the working of the chariot, which is always linked to chariot. And chariot is the tarot card for cancer. And we talked about how cancer is associated with meditation because when some people ask me, you know, I never meditate more than five minutes, ten minutes. I always tell them, well, you did meditate for nine minutes, nine minutes, nine months when you were... A, building yourself from two cells to a crying baby that comes out of the womb. So the womb is ruled by cancer, mothering is ruled by cancer, birthing is ruled by cancer, and being able to be in your mother's womb, moving with her, but without movement. So that's why the chariot is always associated with travel without movement. So I was thinking about all of the things I was talking about, uh, cancer, and then when I looked just for just for the sake of it, looked in the chart to see when is this class that was really really powerful. We had around eighty people meditating together for three hours, and then I saw that the moon was in Cancer, and not only that, it was twenty five degrees Cancer, which was on top of the. If you remember from last week, we talked about it. I just didn't remember. On top of uh, Athena or Minerva, the goddess of wisdom. And here I am in uh, the city called Sophia, named after the goddess of wisdom, teaching a workshop on meditation right on the time when the moon is conjunct the Athena, the goddess of wisdom. And that happens once a month, but it was a conjunction, a perfect conjunction that happens only for an hour or so every month. And it happened to be like that. I couldn't have planned it better. And of course, it is today the 11th of December. 11 is a master number. And we talked a lot about uh, today how the one was looking at oneself in the mirror. That's why 11 is the number of the master number. So 
I was thinking about how all of these synchronicities and how astrology is based on the synchronicity or the coincidences that happen between the above and the below. And that's why I thought that synchronicities are really magical moments that were not planned, at least not by us, you know, by the one, you can say. Because the idea behind synchronicities is that it's not, it's a causality, like Jung used to talk about it. It's um, not associated with cause and effect. It's caused by correlation, if you can say caused by anything. So correlation means that there is two processes that are working together, parallel to each other. And it's interesting because also the word Kabbalah in Hebrew comes from the same root as parallel, two things that are working at the same time. So again, a lot of synchronicities and the idea behind correlation that they usually are linked by a third factor. And the third factor is, of course, the one. And yesterday when I was teaching here about 2023, I found myself again pondering of the idea of the mystery of the Trinity. Maybe now that I'm in a, a country that is associated with a, a lot of these work, a lot of the philosophers that were actually talking about the Trinity. And you remember, I don't know if you remember, maybe from a past life, that the first 300 years of Christianity were very much in turmoil because people couldn't figure out the idea behind the Trinity. If it's one God, how come we have suddenly three? And for some people, it was bordering with paganism. And the idea behind it came to me, well, maybe the, the Trinity is basically a description of a correlation, a correlation between the mother and the father and the child. When there is two processes, the, the, you can say the mother and the father, and the third factor being that oneness. So again, a lot of things were downloaded for me today, but the most important thing definitely is the idea behind synchronicities being basically unplanned, uh, uncharted magic. So I wanted to start with that. How did I get there? Yeah, because I said that next week is going to be the 18th of December. The 18th of December is the first day of Hanukkah. It happens to be this year that we're going to light the first candle of uh, Hanukkah. We actually did a very interesting um, meditation today with a candle. It's one of the meditation that I was teaching and I brought a lot of Hanukkah candles. I brought like 88 of them so it can last for everybody because I figured there is something magical about the Hanukkah uh, candles, the candles that we put on the um, uh, in the Hanukkah canabra, 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 something like that. You know, those menorah of the um, of Hanukkah because what I ask people to do is to choose their own color you know the boxes that you can get nowadays yeah, they have colors different colors of uh, uh, candles so the idea is to choose the, ca the color that you really connect to right now maybe it's green because it's associated with eternity which is relationship maybe it's something with purple because it's a uh, foundation and I ask people to light that thinking about something they want to bring into their life so again, you're going to do your, if you're doing Hanukkah candles uh, next week, this is something you can think about doing. Uh, actually, you shouldn't do it like that because uh, you'll see why in a second. But you can do it regardless. You can order anywhere you order stuff on an online uh, Hanukkah candles and you can get them. You're going to get 44 of them, four times the master number. That's how much candles you need in order to light every day one candle more after, uh, up until eight. So... 
I thought about how it will be interesting, and that's what the uh, that's the meditation we did. We actually you light a candle and you think about what you want to bring into your life, what kind of light you need right now in your life. So something you want to bring into your life, and then you stare at the blue part of the flame. Now we are now during Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is always going to be the month that is, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, where the days are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Therefore, we need the most amount of helping, boosting up the energy of the sun, because the sun feels very weak during these periods, up until the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. So all these celebration of light, Yule, Christmas, eh, Hanukkah, they're designed to help light or to remind us that even though it's kind of dark outside, we have a lot of light inside of us that can bring some kind of optimism and hope. That's why Sagittarius is the sign of mutable fire. Mutable meaning passing the fire, passing the flame from one to the other. And the idea behind Sagittarius is that the ultimate fire is truth, philosophy, wisdom. And here I am in Sophia, the goddess of wisdom. And the idea is that teaching, which is what Sagittarius is all about, is transferring this information, this wisdom from one place to the other. So the color of Sagittarius is blue. And one might think, oh, blue is the water, it's not connected to fire. Well, look deeply in the flame of the candle and you will find that at the core of it is blue. And blue is the color of Sagittarius, the sign of truth, the sign of teaching, the sign of the mutable fire, the fire that goes from one place to the other. So you look at this, you focus on the blue part of the flame, you really put your intention into it. And then when you feel that you have accomplished that, now it's time to take away something out of your life that you don't want. And for that, you focus on something you want to break out, banish out of your life. And then you blow the candle and you break it. That's why I told you you can't do it with your Hanukkah uh, candles that you're going to light. So you break it and you throw it away. I recommend throwing it back like they do in Santeria when you uh, cleanse yourself with an egg and then you throw it back and you don't turn back even though it's really, really tempting. Sometimes it's tempting because you hit somebody and they're screaming at you. Don't turn back. It's about being centered for the future. You cast it away. You broke it and you let it go. So you can do it in a place where you can actually do it without um, causing too much trouble. And the candles are kind of small, so don't worry. That's something you can do. That's something we did. One of the meditations we did today, the meditation of the flame. And why did I get to it? Ah, back to the 18th. So yeah, next week is Hanukkah, the 18th of uh, December. It happens to be that the first candle is going to be lit on the day we're going to have our little meeting here. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll light the candle. I'll remind you that when I send you the email with everything. And uh, we're going to do two weeks. We're going to do the week of the 18th and the week of Sunday the 25 because on the 25 i'm actually going to be in haifa i'm going to be with my family and we funny enough celebrate a form of christmas so you guys are going to be most of you in christmas uh, some of you are going to be in your seventh candle or almost at the end of the candling so we're going to have a little break that's why the 18th i'm going to dedicate to a special uh, workshop it, i'm going to be in istanbul at that time the mother of cities and on that uh, session, I'm going to talk about the origin of Christmas, a, a little bit of uh, maybe insights into the spiritual aspect of Christmas, Hanukkah and Yule, why we celebrate during that time. So at least during Christmas, when you're sitting with your family, you can have some stories uh, to share about the origin of Christmas and why we have to celebrate it right in the beginning or the, on the cusp between Sagittarius and 
Capricorn. So that was my very long introduction. Sorry, I'll uh, go right ahead into the week ahead. So let's see what we have. First of all, the most important thing is, yes, we are still under the influence of uh, Mars retrograde. So I'm seeing, I mean, you guys, yeah, I mean, it's impossible not to notice Mars retrograde and what's going on with the news. Uh, Elon Musk um, uh, right now tweeted something about persecuting uh, Fauci. You know, this this is precisely what we're talking about with Mars retrograde. And the um, Twitter gate, they call it a Twitter paper, whatever they want to uh, uh, get more publicity about it. It's obviously that it's all designed to get more engagement in a dying uh, platform, Twitter. And I do hope, you know, I don't like things dying. Actually, things that die can reincarnate. So maybe it's time for Twitter to die and it will be born as a quake. You know, what do ducks do? Ducks quake, quake, quake. Yeah, I think somebody should register that. Quake could be the um, new one or chipping or something else uh, that um, could be used for people to safely share information. But anyway, um, it's easy for me. I just use Twitter to get some information from uh, BBC, Haaretz, and uh, some other uh, economics, The Economist, sorry, some publication that I actually do trust. But anyway, uh, that's part of this Mars retrograde phenomenon because it is Mars and it is retrograding. So there's a lot of people that are just causing wars or fights for no reason. And Gemini. Gemini is definitely all about media, communication, information. Is this true? Is that true? And obviously, uh, this is going to continue until middle of January, at least when you have all of this uh, craziness happening out. I think there was even something about the um, ambassador of Kazakhstan, if I re- of Russia in Kazakhstan, I think, or something that uh, actually said something against Putin. And then uh, there was a lot of ramification for it. I don't know if he meant to do it or not, but it, it's craziness what's happening now with information, with words that people say something and then they want to swallow it back. But remember, we talked about it, that one of the times that this was happening in an air sign, this Mars retrograde in an air sign, it was in Aquarius in 2016. We think it was in June where the Brexit um, referendum happened and after people voted for it they started searching what it actually means that's mars retrograde same thing that's happening right now we're going to release a lot of papers uh, a lot of uh, files a lot of emails whatever from twitter okay but what does it really mean so and i just read that there was uh, a lot of uh, uh, information and emails that was released from rudy and how he was uh, basically courted by of course the russians so it's one big mess with this Mars retrograde. Until January 15, we're not really going to know what is true and what is false because remember, Mars in Gemini retrograde is one big lying uh, machine, lies, lies spewing machine. So it's tough, especially look at what's happening right now. Remember, we talked about it last week, this, this whole week that just passed. It's not only Mars retrograde, it's also Mars retrograde opposite to the sun. And that causes, in less, at least in the last five days, a lot of trouble. I'm actually going now to Istanbul, and I heard that there is a traffic jam. Of course, there's a traffic jam always in Istanbul. But it's not with the cars this time. It's with the boats uh, that are trying to bring uh, fuel, and they're getting some uh, problems with insurance because uh, of the new cap on oil price that you EU uh, started And why is it Mars retrograde? Because Mars rules insurance. Remember, Scorpio is other people's money, other people's talents. Mars is the traditional ruler of 
Scorpio and now it's in Gemini do you have the insurance you don't have the insurance what insurance I have I have a boat with uh, with uh, petroleum in it what insurance well you have to have a new insurance what new insurance well because the EU did this cap and you never know who's really um, doing what and is it really that or is it something else that's going on but in the meantime there is a traffic jam and there's a lot of boats that are stuck in the Black Sea that, that's definitely again Mars retrograde so this Mars retrograde is heavier than regular Mars retrograde, I have to admit. But I told you that, as I noticed it with the shadow of Mercury retrograde, that it is really one of these things now. And, and by the way, let's check to see, actually, when is the when is the shadow of Mercury starting? Because I have a feeling that we might actually be in the shadow. Uh, just that you get a heads up. We have in uh, December 28 already the Mercury stationary. Remember, Mercury stationary, you really have to avoid doing anything besides meditating because when you are meditating, you're stationary. You're supposed to be stationary. You're hopeful also that your thoughts are not going to be moving all over the place. So the Mercury stationary is good for meditation. Uh, is it Psalm? Yeah, Psalm 46 that God says supposedly, be still and know that I am God. So it's like saying Mercury is still. You can know that you're God or you can know that you're goddess. So that's good. Where we were trying to figure out when is the shadow begins. So I'm going forward with Mercury going backward. I know it sounds like a paradox. And I'm getting to 8 degrees Mercury's 8 degree Capricorn. So the shadow is actually going to start, I think, this week. Um, very much in a few days. So the shadow of Mercury, meaning the place where Mercury is going to be retrograding in Capricorn, will actually start, oops, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. That's kind of interesting. Tomorrow begins the pre-shadow of Mercury. So the, sorry, pre-retrograde shadow. So remember we said Mars is retrograde now and it's much tougher than usual because of the sign of the time and the sign of the time the zeitgeist is going on right now everything is more intense every word is more intense every uh, climate situation is more intense everything is more intense including astrology so if before i didn't pay attention to mars to mercury retrograde or their shadows let's say now we do have to pay attention to the pre a retrograde shadow which starts tomorrow and lasts until december 28 and that's because December 28th is when Mercury is stationary, December 29th it's stationary, and then from the 30th of December until January 20th, it's going to be retrograde. So we're going to have from December 28th until January 20th, Mercury retrograde, sorry, until January 14th, Mercury retrograde and Mars retrograde. It's a double whammy retrograde. So definitely pay attention. So if you need to accomplish anything... Uh, do it today. No, no. You can do it still until Mercury is uh, stationary, which is December 28th. Things that you have to accomplish before the end of the year. So for us, the end of the year will be December 28th. December 28th to um, January 1st will be kind of lame duck, um, zodiacal uh, lame duck. I told you the quacking is very, very important. 
So the Mercury stationary is a, a very interesting time. It's a time where you can still do things, you can still sign documents, you can still start uh, projects. The only thing you have to pay attention to is where are you feeling resistance? Where are you starting to experience almost like it's Mercury retrograde, but not quite? So the idea is to pay more attention to glitches, synchronicities, mis-synchronicities, whatever it is that's going a little bit off in your life, that will be magnified when Mercury is retrograde. One time I noticed it with my computer that there was a lot of glitches and then when Mercury retrograde happened, it stopped working. So one time I felt it with my car and there was uh, an issue there. So you might see it in your relationship and you'll know, okay, we're having a lot of misunderstanding. I thought you said you're going to pick up the kids. I didn't say that. You're wrong. Okay, it's coordination around kids that will be our Mercury retrograde. Or if you have issue with your superiors or issue with your inferiors or issues with people who are your level, whatever, that will be an indication that the Mercury retrograde kicks in. That's where it's going to be much more. Now, because Mercury's sphere of influence is Capricorn, we can um, expect a lot of issues with Mercury retrograde happening around the sphere of influence of Capricorn, which is career, people who are older than you, maturity, uh, anything to do with discipline, persistence, endurance. You know, before that, uh, you had very good discipline every day. You did all of these things. Now suddenly Mercury is retrograde in Capricorn. Yeah, you don't feel like it's working as well. You don't feel as disciplined. You might feel a little bit more sluggish. So again, the sphere of influence of Mercury retrograde this, yeah, this time around is going to be Capricorn. Of course, if you are Capricorn, it means that Mercury retrograde is going to go over a lot of your planets because sometimes Venus and Mercury are not that far from your sun. So it's also going to affect you much more, probably more with people of authority or superiors, or father figures, or you as a father. Um, it's going to be easier a little bit to Virgos and um, Tauruses because they're going to get a trine from Mercury, so at least it's going to help them a little bit. It's going to be also not as difficult for Cancer, for Pisces, sorry, and for Scorpio. Cancers are going to feel it very, very difficult because it's going to be opposite to their Sun and probably their Venus and probably their Mercury. So again, Cancer are going to feel it tough. Capricorn, it's going to be tough, but it's going to be tough also to Aries and to Libra because they're squaring Capricorn. And for Sages and um, uh, who else is left? Uh, Sag and Aquarius and Gemini and uh, Leo, it's going to be not neutral, but not, let's say, as difficult as the rest of the uh, signs that I told you. And also, of course, you could look at where you have Capricorn in your chart, whatever house it is, whatever area is that in your life, that's the place where you're going to feel also quite a lot of uh, heaviness and quite a lot of misunderstanding, miscommunications. So tomorrow begins the pre-retrograde shadow. It's going to give you insights, precursors, uh, heralding the glitches that you're going to have to experience when Mercury actually goes stationary in retrograde. So December 12th, which is tomorrow, is a Monday. The moon is going to be in Leo. It's going to be pretty dramatic, but the Leo moon is getting along very well with the sun in Sagittarius. So it actually uh, falls under this jurisdiction of, yes, I can get satisfaction. So tomorrow and Tuesday might actually be days that you can construct things, make things happen. Uh, the sun opposite to Mars is getting much, much easier and much better. 
So that's going to be helpful. Um, Minerva, the black moon passed beyond Minerva, so that's also going to be much easier. Uh, the black moon is about to get into Leo, which is going to be much harder, but we'll talk about it uh, next time. And Jupiter is getting closer and closer to move into Aries, which is going to happen around the winter solstice. If you're in the northern hemisphere, summer solstice, if you're in the southern hemisphere. Besides that, on Monday, uh, we have, um, yeah, Mercury and Uranus. Mercury and Venus are going to get tighter and tighter and tighter trines. That's going to lead to a great deal of uh, positive energy around innovation, technology, science, health. Uh, not health, but um, uh, medicine, you know, scientific discoveries. The black moon on top of Minerva, and especially when it's like so cl at the end of cancer, again, be a little bit more careful with your health, with your immune system, lymphatic system. Neptune is still in Pisces, which can cause difficulties with the immune system, lymphatic system. So we're, um, it started in 2012, but... It's a little bit uh, dramatic right now because in the next two days, we're going to have in, in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to have a square between the sun and Neptune. That is not the best for numbers of COVID or numbers of uh, um, any kind of virus um, afflictions. So what they're talking about, the uh, tripodemic, it's going to be pretty intense uh, definitely in the next few days leading up to Christmas. Again, part of the reason is because of the sun squaring, causing aggravation to Neptune, which rules the nervous system, the immune system, lymphatic system, sorry, the lymphatic system and the immune system. Um, if we look at the day after on Tuesday, December 13, we have the moon sending beautiful trine to the sun. That day, you can look at the chart if you see the zoom version, you can see a lot of blue lines. Blue is ruling. Much, much better energy in the sense that there is much more flow. There is a beautiful flow from the North Node and Uranus with Venus and Mercury. A lot of good karma coming to you from past lifetimes where you gave a lot, you gave advice, you gave money, you gave your talents because Venus and Mercury are sending beautiful energy to the trine, to a trine, sorry, to uh, the North Node. It means that a lot of talents that have to do with music, art, design, colors, even financially it can be helpful. Uh, Mercury is all about communication, marketing, sales. So if, there's need to, if you need to publish something, write something, uh, pro uh, propose something, any kind of um, uh, things that you need to send out there, any messages, especially if they're also involved with some artistic element or in a partnership, that could work really, really well. Because it's in Capricorn, just take your time. The uh, longer that the long-term projects are going to get much more uh, pushed forward because we are talking about a trine that has to do with the earth, meaning earth trine. Now, because the sun and the moon are sending such a beautiful bridge to each other, a bridge of light, and because they're also sending, what is it, to Saturn, a really good energy, we have this beautiful, um, you can say, 90 degrees. Uh, is it 90 degrees? No. But it's, um, it's a beautiful triangle, let's say, between the moon and the sun. It is sending 120 degrees to each other. And then the sun and Saturn that are sending 60 degrees to each other. So that adds up to, um, yeah, that's going to be the only thing that's happening that year, that day in December 13 is uh, opposition of the moon and Saturn. That can create a little bit of challenges within family members, sometimes, um, uh, with women in your family that might be emotionally more taxing uh, there could be some feeling of responsibility there might be some 
figuring out where I want to live, where I want to live with, some issues within the household because the moon is not only opposite to Saturn in that day, Tuesday, it's also sending a pretty nasty square to Uranus and to the North Node. So, yes, it is a double-edged sword Tuesday. So if you need things to do with business, communication, anything to do with art, design, anything to do with... uh, Uh, things that you need to accomplish, that's actually not too bad. I'm not saying don't feel, just don't be too emotional. Don't let the moon take you on this ride of uh, feeling self-worth issues or feeling insecurities because the moon opposite to Saturn can cause you to feel uh, bad, you know, and the moon opposite uh, squaring to Uranus can cause unpredictability. But if you stick to the sun and the moon, trying that's really good so it's basically a union of the yin yang that's happening on tuesday so i still think that tuesday could be a great day for you guys wednesday things are shifting because the moon is moving into earth sign and because we already have venus and mercury and pluto and uranus in earth we're going to have 50 percent of our chart in earth signs so that's very practical pragmatic so again we need these pragmatic times because like i said we are moving towards a period where we're going to not be able to do anything so it's better to get accomplished as much as possible the try the the square sorry the opposition of the moon and saturn is released on wednesday so wednesday you have a beautiful trine between the moon and venus the moon and mercury Uh, mercury and venus and uranus and of course on thursday we're going to have a beautiful trine of earth so thursday is one of the best days to make things happen to really accomplish things that you want Um, mars even though it's retrograde it's not causing too much issues in fact he's having a pretty nice energy with chiron remember we talked about it last week it's going to be throughout this week which is a lot of healing you might feel like you're training again Um, for me it happens i started um, again connecting reconnecting to jiu-jitsu after a long long time that i haven't done it here in bulgaria funny enough so that's very much the mars learning from chiron chiron is the wounded healer but he was known in the greek mythology to be the teacher of um, achilles and patroclus and hercules and all the who and who that were fighters and warriors so wednesday pretty good day overall we have a lot of trines you see the triangles are forming there triangles are always flow of energy there's hardly any opposition Uh, there is no opposition actually so wednesday you're not opposed you're opposed by yourself maybe or through yourself but you're not opposed in general there's really good energy happening there so wednesday is a day you can really accomplish a lot december 14 December 15 is a Thursday. What is happening there? Yeah, the oppositions are starting to reform, unfortunately, but not that bad. A lot of the oppositions you see now in the chart are actually from asteroids, so not from planets. But the triangle is closed. Is is you can see before that it was just a lot of blue lines. Now they're forming a beautiful triangle. Whenever you see a triangle in a chart, you see a sacred mountain, a way to ascend to the heavens. So December 15 great energy you have the moon in virgo practical pragmatic a great time for editing for cutting away from accounting to pay attention to issues that might come from small details you have your mercury in capricorn venus in capricorn pluto in capricorn they're all going forward meaning that there could be good news in connection to career or with your bosses and because the link is closed with uranus it also adds a lot of a positive unpredictability things you thought were not going to go well are actually going to go well uh, people you thought that going to disappoint you actually turn out to be uh, stepping up to the plate. So 
good energy overall on a practical level. Oppositions are not happening to us uh, on uh, Thursday. So Wednesday and Thursday, lack of opposition means the ability to move forward. And if anything happens, just blame yourself. Uh, the fault, dear Prutus, as uh, Shakespeare said, is not in the, in the stars, but in ourselves. Then if we look at December 16, the moon is starting to cause trouble. It was too long to be so nice. The moon is squaring the sun. Uh, there's fights between the mother and the father. It's right on Friday. Oh, God. Uh, not thank God it's Friday. It's actually a Friday they should skip because the box is, is, is replacing the triangle. You see the moon opposite to Neptune, confusion, deception, illusions. The moon is opposite to Jupiter. People smother each other, um, but they're also possessive at the same time, very critical, as if I'm trying to help you, but really I'm not. There is a lot of um, nastiness. Uh, you know, it's like just pay attention on um, December 16. It's not the best time to accomplish a lot of things. It's better to be a little bit more chill. That being said, technology, innovation, e-commerce, anything to do with um, sending messages online could work because Mercury in tri is trining Uranus and it's trining the North Node. So there could be some download of interesting stories for yourself. So pay attention to that. And then in December 17, Saturday, the, the mood is shifting. The moon is moving into Libra, which is the moon of peace for the weekend. And it's though it is squaring Venus and it is squaring Mercury. So it's kind of a peace that is not really a peace. It's not P-E-A-C-E. -E. It's more like a piece of, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm supposed to say it. Piece of shit. P-I-E-C-E. -E. It sounds almost like my writing, you know, with so many mistakes. So yes, it's supposed to be the moon in peaceful, uh, but it's not going to be that peaceful. So we have that uh, square. Uh, there is also the moon opposite to Chiron. Old wounds might resurface. So pay a little bit of attention how you're dealing with uh, physical activities, especially with relationship. It could be tough this Saturday and Sunday. So again, with partners in work, partners in life, it could be a little bit heavy. So just try to be a little bit more careful with that. And the 18th, let's uh, glimpse at the 18th. Is it getting easier? Ah, the moon is squaring Pluto. We'll talk about it next Sunday. But um, yeah, at least we don't have this week the Mars opposite to the sun. I think that we're going to deal a lot with the ramification of things that happened last week. So now uh, let's see what we can... Um, yeah, a few things I wanted to um, see. Yeah. First of all, if you guys are in um, Paris or London... I just uh, sealed everything and I sent it to you on the uh, chat and I'm sending it in the email for you guys on Instagram. You can just uh, click on my appearances. I'm going to be in Paris, actually, December 14. I'm going to be in Istanbul for 10 days. Uh, then I'm going to be in Tel Aviv, December 28 to January 11. If you want to do readings in person or if you know anybody that might want to. In Paris, I'm going to be January 11 to 16. I'm going to do actually a workshop on 2023 and a past lifetime regression in the Latin Quarter. So if you know Parisians that are interested in astrology and interested in the year ahead and interested in what happened to them in past lifetimes, definitely you can um, send them my way. And then in London, I'm going to be from January 16 to 22 and I'm going to do two classes in Trioga in Camden. We're going to do about 2023 and we're also going to do the time travel meditation. And then I added the past lifetime regression that we're going to do with alternatives and also a three hours 
on Kabbalah that we're going to do on uh, the 20th, I think. So if you Google it, I mean, if you just click on the links, you'll be able to uh, see them. They're in the chat room. And for the Instagram, it's there in the uh, appearances if you look, click on my bio. And also, I, I'm sorry I'm saying it all the time and it's kind of um, repetitive, so please forgive me. But the idea is that the best way for help to help the, the authorities, this time I'm the authorities, is to give a review in Amazon. And you can be honest, you know, after all, I'm not asking anybody to lie. I'm just asking people to do that, to go and write something. Because um, I know that the, some of you ask, you, you, I get people all the time here stopping me and saying, wow, thank you very much. You know, you helped us through the pandemic. That's great. You guys helped me through the pandemic. So we're all fine. But if there is a way that you guys can help, is you got the book on Amazon, is to give a review in Amazon. I think there's only 31 there. Last year we had many more, and actually I sold more book this year. So uh, if you can, that would be nice to get some reviews because that's the best way to get the book out there for people. So just don't get lazy if you can, and give a review if you bought it on Amazon. You can't give a review if you didn't buy it on Amazon. But I think that most likely you bought it on Amazon. Um, and this is actually my book in Bulgarian. So next week I'll show off my book in uh, uh, Turkish. This is the book in Bulgarian. It's, it's the digital lavender uh, color so that people can identify. But you see it says 2023. That you can understand. But this is my name in Bulgarian. Uh, some of you know it because you speak Bulgarian. So again, for those of you who did do it, I don't want to sound reprimandive. Thank you very much. It's very, very nice. Um, yeah, I remind you that uh, there, is a, uh, there is the uh, calendar that I recommend using. You just go to my website, CosmicNavigator.com, and then you see important days to notice, view calendar. You just click on it. You don't even have to download it to your phone. You can always uh, go there. You're planning a wedding. You're planning uh, opening a business. You're trying to publish something. You're thinking about when to travel. You just look at the dates, and it will tell you if Mercury is retrograde. It will tell you if there's anything specific happening that day. It's free, so... Use it because it depends how much people use it if I'll do it next year because it took me a mighty long time to do it. So um, that would be great to know that people used it and then I can do it next year again and hopefully improve it. Um, so again, I'm reminding you December 18, we're going to do the Holiday of Light uh, session. It's going to be a little bit about what is Hanukkah, Christmas, Yule, how they're all related. And the 25th, we're going to have uh, the day off so the trees can breathe. Mars retrograde, I try to um, find little moments in this week. For example, uh, remember I told you, don't start a lawsuit during Mars retrograde. But of course, people who are a little bit messed up in their head, don't listen. And Carrie Lake, if you remember, she lost uh, the uh, election in Arizona. She decided to file a lawsuit challenging the certification of Arizona election. That became the new thing to do um, lately with some politicians here in America. Also, Brazil picked it up and other countries are trying to do the same. They're saying, oh, well, if they do it in America, we should do it also. And again, like attracts like. A Ukraine war. U.S. says Iran now is Russia's top military backer. So while Iran has to deal with the women there, they decided, no, the best thing to do is to help Putin um, uh, kill more women in Ukraine. That totally makes sense. 
The Britney uh, Griner episode, you know, of course, they made it in Fox News all about her being the color she is and the sexual orientation that she has. It's kind of sick what's going on there with Fox News. I hope you guys don't listen to, or don't I mean, don't listen to Fox News or don't use it. It's pathetic. But anyway, it's really interesting what's going on there. Again, Mars, think about it. She got uh, two medals, I think, two-time Olympic uh, gold medalist. Uh, she's definitely a warrior. Uh, I'm sure that if she meets uh, Tucker in the street, she can just punch him to um, uh, to unconsciousness. You know, um, she's definitely going to be the Mars between both of them. And she's returning. She's coming back. That again, Mars retrograde. And uh, of course, the tragedy that was, or the tragedy that was averted in German uh, in Germany with the QAnon-inspired uh, far right coup from some kind of a prince, Heinrich VIII. You know, there's something about Henry VIII that is kind of not working. So if you're thinking about the power of the name, you better not call your kid Henry if there were eight before in the family that were also called Henry, just to make sure that he's not going to try to overflow, overthrow some government. So again, very interesting week of a lot of Mars uh, retrograde. But thank God Mars is retrograde when this has happened because they were able to be caught, the 25 that were involved in it and the many more that now are being arrested. Hopefully, uh, this will deter other people from doing it. Mars, like remember I told you that uh, Turkey oil tanker insurance chaos uh, inches closer to resolution, but it's not quite there. It's uh, tens of oil tankers that can't be passing the Bosphorus uh, because of this issue with insurance. So again, it's just kind of interesting how the above and the below are linked so let's see if there's any questions for you guys uh, so that I can maybe provide some insight. Uh, does the effect of the shadow increase on its impact become more and more felt the closer we come to the retrograde? I don't think so, but you can test it. Try to see every day at the end of the day you can give Mercury a 1 to 10 feeling of how well you are coordinated. My feeling, not necessarily, because Mercury's retrograde after it's stationary. It's, it's retrograde. And all that place in the zodiac where it's going to retrograde, remember we talked about it from uh, 8 degrees Capricorn, uh, then it's just an area that it's retrograding. Now, maybe what would be interesting for you to is to look if something happens specifically in, let's say it happens just to make it easier, tomorrow when... Or the day after, when Mercury is 8 degrees Capricorn, when Mercury is going to retrograde to 8 degrees Capricorn, maybe something similar will happen again. Okay? So it will be interesting to work with that. But overall, I think that it's not necessarily going to get stronger and stronger as we get closer and closer. Um, my Venus is in Capricorn. Can I expect challenges? in his sphere of influence, Mercury retrograde. If your Venus is in Capricorn, Mercury in Capricorn, definitely it could be associated with more challenges or more difficulties in relationship. But knowing that gives you the responsibility slash the ability to avoid that by being more open, by not being reactive. And he's been nasty, but I'm not going to be nasty back. He made a mistake, but I'm not going to try to be right. I'm just going to try to create harmony. So... Depends. Sometimes with the best intention, it doesn't work. So I'm due to have a major surgery on the 30th of December. Thought. Yeah, Mars retrograde is not the easiest for um, 
surgeries. So first of all, you know, I told you that story when I uh, did this um, meniscus on my knees, even though it wasn't mercury retrograde, I made sure that I wrote with a marker, this is the knee, you know, because I'm going to be under when they're doing it and I don't want them to do it by mistake. Maybe I was paranoid, maybe. But the idea is you do everything you can, including say, this is the hand with an arrow or I don't know what you need to draw on yourself so the surgery will be better. Or what you can do is start meditating already now to override any kind of influence that might be negative by imagining you uh, having the surgery perfect, recovering really fast, imagining yourself walking normally after two days. Again, I don't know what the surgery is, but trying to, as much as you can, work with um, overriding, like I said, or, or kind of reprogramming the universe. And who, again, who knows? Maybe that is designed especially for you and that's your synchronicity so that your Mercury and your Mars retrograde it will be able to help you much more compared to if you didn't have that in your surgery. So it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. So thank you very, very much for bearing with me in the darkness of the night. Uh, next week, actually, it's going to be darker because it's going to be, yeah, I'm going to get closer to the solstice, but also it's going to be 9 p.m. for me. And I told you, the times I talk in the morning might be a little bit different than the night because energies shifts and change according to the season and according to the time of the, of the day. But I wanted to say goodbye, Patricia. Happy Hanukkah. Are you guys doing any... Uh, um, how do you call sulganiot? Uh, donuts in the mosquito? The mosquit? No, mosquito, mosquito. Yeah. Um, if you are in Gal- Galveston, definitely check it out. Um, it's a great, great bakery, and um, they're not they're not sponsors, so it's okay. I'm not I'm not uh, sending commercials. If you're in Texas, in Galveston, definitely check out the mosquito, mosquito, mosquito. I think it was a mosquito. Maybe I'm completely doing it wrong. Uh, I hope I'm not um, misrepresenting and everybody's going to go to the wrong place now. Um, maybe you can write it in your, um, in when do we need a good time for blood, the urine test? Um, the test, the problem now is test. Somebody asked about test. It might come wrong. It might be perfect when it's not perfect and, 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 and perfect mosquito cafe. Okay. Officially mosquito cafe. You know, you have to do the blood test. You do the blood test, but just either you're going to have to repeat it if it's something bad. Um, and this week is not too bad to do it before the retrograde. The, so thank you. The end. Ah, you have another one. The petty, the Patty Cakes Bakery. So I'm saying goodbye to people as much as I can, all the way from um, the Goddess of Wisdom and under the mountain of Vitusha. And uh, thanks a lot for bearing with me. I hope I see you in person, maybe in London, maybe in Paris, maybe in um, someplace else, in Tel Aviv. Just spread the word and please, if you can, uh, put some um, recommendation if you feel like it. Thanks a lot and have an amazing day.